Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast. I'm your host, Nathan. Uh, today's date is May 20th. It's 11.52 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, markets are a little chaotic, a little crazy. First up, then down. We'll go over that in a little bit. Uh, some Ethereum news, some Luna news looking not so good for Duquan, and uh, just some general bear market uh, stuff we're going to dig into today. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Looking forward to the weekend and a break from trading. I always take Saturday, Sunday off uh, from the markets just for give myself a, a little refresher, a little for a little mental health break of uh, watching your net worth go up and down, uh, <laughs> plus or minus uh, 5, 8, 10 percent uh, every single day. So I take Saturday, Sunday off from that and uh, looking forward to that. Uh, we'll dig into the news and uh, some, I, I think this is kind of bombshell uh, news on Duquan here. <clears throat> As uh, those of you who uh, listen to the podcast on a regular basis know, I bought some Luna, uh, very small amount, very, uh, it was a long shot gamble, uh, maybe four or five days ago now, uh, just a small little position in Luna, just in case it had some kind of big rebound. You never know. Crypto market is, uh, the markets in general are very neurotic, so you just never know which way, way they're going to go. Uh, so I wanted to have a little bit of uh, position into Luna, even though it essentially is at zero. It did go down to zero. It's uh, essentially worthless right now. I threw a little threw a little bit in there to have some skin in the game, so this is bad news for me. Uh, however, let's dig into the article here. Court documents reveal Duquan dissolved Terraform Labs Korea days before the Luna crash. A revolutionary revelationary discovery of legal documents <clears throat> excuse me, could provide greater context for the catalyst of the infamous Luna and USD price crash. The dramatic story of Luna, the Luna crash, referred to by some as Leham Brothers of Crypto, has taken yet another remarkable turn as legal documents reveal the liquidation of two South Korea offices and the dissolution of Terraform Labs Korea Corporation in the days preceding the dual currency collapse. Initially supported by South Korea news outlets Digital Today, the information obtained from the country's Supreme Court Registry Office highlight that Duquan successfully instigated the liquidation of two branches and an entire company. Both the Busan headquarters and the Seoul offices were slated for dissolution during a general shareholders meeting on April 30th while their demise being actioned on May 4th and May 6th, respectively. The timing of these decisions has raised raised suspicion within the crypto community due to potential correlation to the events compromising the financial obliteration of Terra Luna and USD stablecoins during the early hours of May 10th. Uh, So pretty big news and a look into the events that may have happened right before the uh, Terra Luna USD crash and uh there's definitely going to be more to follow out on this this is a tweet done by uh terra powered by luna uh if you want to follow them they're at terra money on twitter and they stated we have published an amendment to the proposal 1623 incorporating the community's feedback since its publication two days ago please see below for details and uh, this is going to the uh, amended Terra Luna revival plan, which we are not going to look at in this podcast. I don't think. No, we may. We may. 
Uh, Tara is currently in the process of actioning a revival plan based upon the Second Amendment of the government's proposal, 1623. If approved, it will, it will enact three revi- revisions to the current system, increase the genesis liquidity 15 to 30% to mitigate future infl- inflationary pressures, implement a novel liquidity profile for pre-attack Luna holders, and decrease funds to post-attack USD holders. In the proposed position, the uh, in the proposition paper, Quan wrote that USD's peg failure and Terra's Dow hack moment a chance to rise up anew from the ashes with a network launch slated for May twenty seventh in uh, seven days from now. So we'll see how that goes. And you know what? I may go through this amendment. We're going to have a slight look at the markets, and uh, like I said, just totally neurotic today. We were up um, 5%, and now we are down 5%. Uh, just a, a very a very sudden movement from uh, 30300 down 1000 bucks to 29177 That's on Bitcoin. Uh, that's Bitcoin price action. Let's have a look at Ethereum. We were up earlier today, down, yeah, back down 3.5% uh, on the 24-hour, down to below 1,000. Uh, BNB is at below 329,298. XRP is at 41 cents. Cardano is at 50 cents. Solana is at $50. That's crazy that how far Solana has come down here. Um Dogecoin, we're looking at $0.08, cents, Polkadot, $9.62, and Kronos token. I like following Kronos because I like their cards. That's at $0.20. Cents. Uh, everything is red from top to bottom. It was green up until uh, maybe an hour and a half ago. Uh, like I said, it's 11.58 a.m. Uh, typical bear market price action up and down and uh, all over the place. Uh, we could have another crash in the crypto market. Could Bitcoin could drop down to uh, 22 again. And, uh, of course, we'd bounce back relatively quick, quickly, I think, uh, within a couple of days of the latest. Uh, but it could definitely go down there, dragging everything down along with it as per, as per bear markets until uh, we have a reason to come out of a bear market, like um, something happening with the federal federal the Federal Reserve and going into a more dovish, um, going into a more dovish stance on uh, what their plans are for interest rates and bonds, bond buying and uh, injecting money into the economy and all that good stuff. Fear and greed is at a thirteen. We're still extreme fear. Extreme fear. Next updates in eight hours. Uh, no surprise there. Tomorrow it's going to be lower than that. Uh, for sure. And we're going to go back to the news here. Got some Ethereum stuff. And Ethereum devs have tipped the merge will occur in August if everything goes to plan. This is an article by Cointelegraph. Core Ethereum developer Preston Van Loon says that the network's long-awaited transition to proof-of-stake will most likely happen in August. Ethereum's long-awaited migration to proof-of-stake One moment, I need a little drink here. 
uh, to a proof-of-stake consensus mechanism, which has been published back time and time again, looks set to occur sometime in August, hopefully. Preston Van Loon, a core developer, <laughs> keyword, hopefully. Preston Van Loon, a core developer of Ethereum Network, told attendees at the at the permissionless conference that transition known as the merge would occur sometime in August if everything goes according to plan. So this is a tweet by uh, Benjamin Cohen, and he says, Ethereum core dev Preston Van Loom just said that ETH merge is ready. They are now only testing and expects the merge to happen in August. Uh, this is at a pack room at Permissionless, and they are excited about it. Yep. So some positive news there. There is um, plans are still underway for the merge. If you see a transition to proof of stake, as positive, there it's, it's debatable, um, but a lot seen as positive. Uh, continuing on here, Van Loon told the 5,000 attendees that the team was looking to make the transition before the so-called difficulty bomb would degrade the network as scheduled. As far as we know, if everything goes to plan, August just makes sense. We don't have to move the difficulty bomb. Let's do it as soon as we can. Echoing the sentiment was was. Fellow Ethereum researcher Justin Drake stated that ensuring the merge went ahead quickly was a top priority. Sharing his strong desire to make this happen before difficulty bomb in August, the difficulty bomb refers to the program coded into the, into the Ethereum blockchain that intentionally slows down the network. It was designed to it was designed to encourage a transition to proof of stake by making it more difficult for miners to stay behind the proof of work change after the merge. On April 11th, Ethereum developer Tim Biko announced that the merge had once again been delayed despite a successful shadow fork test. Yeah, there was, everyone was super pumped about um, the announcement for the merge. And then, uh, yeah, that delay, I, I think, hurt, um, hurt Ethereum quite a bit. Uh, on April 11th, Yep, we got through that. Uh, this is in quotations. If client developers do not think they can deploy the merge to mainnet before block times are slow too much, it will not need to be delayed again. So potential uh, be flexible, max flexibility, but the plan is for August. Um, hopefully, I hope for the Ethereum holders there, it does go all to plan. And uh, you see some positive price action. That's also another event. If everything goes well and smooth and uh, leads to Ethereum bringing down gas fees with uh, use continuing to grow, use case continuing to grow for Ethereum, I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon, uh, considering the majority of NFTs or everything else in the ecosystem is based off Ethereum. Um, if they can get those gas fees um, manageable, I think that could also be another event that pulls us out of a bear market. It's possible. If the merge is successfully implemented in August, the final landmark on the roadmap for Ethereum, formerly known as ETH2, is the sharded chains upgraded, slated to go live in early 2023. Until then, however, the network will continue to utilize Layer 2 networks like Polygon and Optimism to handle scalability and high transaction volumes. All right, I said we wouldn't, but we're going to go through the Terra ecosystem revival plan because it's been amended, and um, this is news here. So this may be a little dry, 
I apologize for that. Just bear with it because there may be some good stuff in here. We're going to go through it together. I have not even looked at this yet. Uh, this is by a post by Duquan. This is on the uh, Terra Money forum. And he, he starts this article, article by saying, this will be a living document to coordinate the new network launch with the community. Details are subject to change. This document has been edited in conjunction with input from Terra Builders Alliance and has been endorsed uh, the endorsement of both the TBA and TFL, Terra Luna Terra Foundation, I guess, uh, Terra's Build Alliance, and uh, TFL. Not sure exactly what that is. Exchange integration, DAP migration, and validator guides have been added to the technical details. This is a disclaimer written by him. Please be aware that due to technical constraints, it is not possible to include all UST and Luna holder holdings on Terra and other chains in the snapshot mentioned. Assets that may not be included are the following UST or Luna bridges bridged off Terra. Uh, users and bridged UST or Luna who would like to be included in the post attack snapshot need to bridge back to Terra before the snapshot is taken. UST or Luna Terra protocols that cannot be easily identified. All protocols listed on DeFi Llama here will be covered in addition to a few others that are known. UST or Luna or CW3 multi-sig contracts. Most UST and Luna in CW3 multi-sig contracts will be accounted for, but there could be edge classes. Uh, this is Amendment 1 now we're going into. Some details of the token allocation have been modified in a proposal to accommodate community feedback. Changes and reasoning outlined here. The proposal body has also been edited to, edited to reflect changes in the amendment. If you've already voted and disagree with the changes, please vote no. You have five more days to do so. So pre-attack holders distribution, this is probably the most interesting for people. This is for anyone who... Uh, Bought Luna before everything went down with, uh, with Terra Luna. They were holding on to that token. I guess the, um, the ones with conviction on Luna here. Uh, for all holders with a snapshot balance of 10K Luna or less, 30% unlocked at Genesis, 75% vested over two years thereafter with six-month cliff. This is to ensure that small Lunar holders have similar initial liquidity profiles. This would cover 99.81% of Luna wallets while only representing 6.45% of the total Luna at the pre-attack snapshot. Post-attack USD holders distribution. So if you buy USD after the attack, 20 to 15%. This is to ensure the DPEG-related allocation is on par with original stakeholders' pre-attack Luna allocation. The 5% saved go to, goes to the community pool. Increased initial float. All initial float allocations modified from 15% to 30% to increase initial token float. Uh, we're going to go through some of this, the summary. So to, there, this is what the plans are. is create a new Terra chain without the algorithmic stablecoin, the old chain to be called Terra Classic, which we went through before. And that will change its name or its ticker to uh, LUNC. And the new chain will be called Terra Token Luna, and that, the new token will be called Luna. So the old token uh, LUNC and the new token LUNA, which is the name of the old token now. That's going to be dropped and moved to, and moved to the new one. 
Luna to be airdropped across Luna Classic stakers, Luna Classic holders, residual USD holders, and essential app developers of Terra Classic. TFL's wallet will be removed in the whitelist for the airdrop, making Terra a fully community-owned chain. Allocate a large portion of token distribution, provide emergency runaway for existing Terra drop developers, align interest in with devs with the long-term success of the ecosystem, network security to be incentivized by token target staking rewards of 7%. So we'll go into the token distribution. The community pool is going to get 30%. Uh, controlled by state governance, 10% earned from developers. The pre-attack Luna holders will get 35%. Pre-attack UST holders will get 10%. Post-attack Luna holders will get 10%. And post-attack UST holders will get 15%. And going into the timeline... Uh, announcement out 517. So a few days ago, governance proposal out 18th, uh, 21, May 21. The test core release is cut. Network launch instructions made available for validators. May 25th, essential app developers registration completed. May 27th, the Genesis file created from final launch snapshot. And the 27th to be final launch. So a week from today will be the final launch. All right. I think that is going to be it for today's show. I hope that wasn't too dry and interesting to some. Uh, if you are listening on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of those uh, platforms, we're available anywhere. Podcasts can be found pretty well. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe, and uh, leave us a review. Uh, brand new podcasts or reviews go uh, go a long way and help us grow. And in the end, that's what it's all about. We want to grow this podcast to keep bringing quality content and improve the content we deliver to you guys every single weekday. Uh, have a great weekend, and I will see you Monday. <laughs>